Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Sunday, November 22nd, 2020. I'm alongside Shane Caldwell, and this is our Week 11 primetime show, previewing the Sunday night, Monday night games. And Shane, we've got some Hall of Fame quarterbacks here. We've got Patrick Mahomes, we've got Tom Brady, and this is our first slate of the weekend that does not involve Taysom Hill. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to talk about Taysom Hill or anything. I don't think Travis Kelsey's playing quarterback or anything crazy like this or vice versa. Yeah. So, yeah, Mahomes isn't playing tight end or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. A little more straightforward, uh, but two interesting matchups because we're looking at probably a higher scoring game on Sunday night, lower scoring, more defensive battle Monday night. But we're going to try to prepare you for both games looking primarily at the primetime slate on DraftKings. So I'll help you prepare for that, and then hopefully that'll also help you uh, prepare for the showdown slates on both nights. So um, let's give a quick thank you to our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. We have a terrific offer with them, and you'll hear about that halfway through the show from our coach. All right, Shane, let's start here with game one. And the line's not currently up on BetUS for the Chiefs-Raiders game. But when, when it goes back up, we expect it to be somewhere about seven-point favorites for the Chiefs on the road, over-under somewhere around 57. And game two, the Bucks are favored by four at home against the Rams, over-under 48. So on paper and you know, based on how we think these games are going to play out, certainly looking for more exposure to game one in the primetime slate. Uh, Shane, do you think that's an accurate description overall? Yeah, the matchups in the Monday night game for the defenses for the Rams and Tampa Bay, those are some pretty scary matchups for opposing offenses here. So they're not the type of defenses you want to target in terms of high fantasy production here. So, yeah, so you really have to dig when you're playing the showdown on that Monday night football yes. game. But for purposes of the primetime, yeah, you're going to want to load up on the Kansas City uh, Kansas City uh, at at Las Vegas Raiders and maybe just sprinkle in a little bit exposure to the Monday night game um, where you think you can find some good matchups there because it's a lot more difficult to find those obviously and I think most people take the similar approach so it's about getting the right stacks and the right combination for the Sunday night football game. Excellent so let's just touch on the brief injury report right now as we record this on Sunday morning we know that Sammy Watkins is out Nicole Hardman is back in He's been out uh, with the COVID list, uh, so he's missed practice, but he's going to play. And then on the Raiders' side, they had six defensive players on the COVID list miss practice this week, but they are back in. So pretty full slate here other than Sammy Watkins, and this is a rematch earlier in the season that Vegas won in a shootout 40-32. to 32. So how do you see the rematch playing out? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like – Big time revenge narrative for the Chiefs here. They were they were, were not happy when they when they lost and got uh, you know really as a huge upset in uh, week five there and uh, just the way the Raiders were excessively celebrating. They uh, Kansas City is not happy, so this is a total revenge narrative. You got Kansas City coming off a bye, yes. you know, with pretty much all their weapons intact here. So it's it, this is not looking good for the Raiders. We could be surprised again, but I don't think we'll get fooled twice here. We already got fooled, fooled once in that week <laughs> five game. So, uh, so I, I, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad mismatches in this game. 
Um, you know, because when we're looking at the, uh, you know, the Chiefs, obviously their pass defense, the, the number one pass offense, I mean, in terms of yards per pass and DVOA passing number one, and then the Raiders among the worst, you know, they're 25th in yards allowed per pass, 19th DVOA uh, pass defense. So the Raiders, obviously you can expose their secondary again, not a great pass rush weak secondary against the number one pass offense. So, uh, you know, this is a huge mismatch again, uh, Raiders, you know, decent middle of the pack against the run. The chiefs don't really care though. They don't really have to run that much. Um, and then on the other side, when you get into the Raiders, they have a good running attack, especially with Josh, Josh Jacobs healthy and you could attack the chiefs, uh, 29th in yards allowed per carry and 30th DVOA run defense. So weak, weak run defense versus strong run offense. The Raiders offensive line hasn't been as good as they were probably last year in run blocking, but they're still good with Josh Jacobs in there as he, he really lit up, uh, you know, Denver last week. So Josh Jacobs back healthy Raiders will look to attack chiefs in the running game. Again, uh, in this matchup where, the last game, it was fluky. All of a sudden, Derek Carr was trying to play the role of Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden and, got, you know, chucking deep passes and he hit some deep balls to his receivers. But I don't think that's going to happen again. The Chiefs are one of the best pass defenses in terms of coverage in the back end, and they got a pretty good pass rush. So the Chiefs are really good at you typically limiting those big plays, and it was just a fluke thing that that happened. So, again, I think Chiefs will pound the uh, – or the Raiders will run the ball and the Chiefs will light them up here. So, obviously, it starts with Mahomes. So, Mahomes is pretty much a lock and load here. It doesn't matter. They, obviously, the majority of lineups will have Mahomes, um, but you almost kind of have to play him because if you fade him, he's looking like he's going to have a massive game here. It would be really hard to fade him. And then, obviously, favorite targets there, Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's going to be fairly expensive. Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey in great spots here. Um, that's fairly obvious. Uh, but then you then you got Mecole Hardman or uh, Demarcus Robinson. Uh, so it looks like you got uh, Mecole Hardman mostly on Trayvon Mullen. That's a great matchup. And he's coming back off the COVID list. So he's an explosive playmaker. So for those big playmaking ability, you got to love Mecole Hardman at a really cheap price here. Um, but Demarcus Robinson probably has, you know, he has more experience and rapport and more practice time recently with Mahomes um, as he wasn't on the COVID list. So Demarcus Robinson going against the rookie Damon Arnett, who's also not great in coverage. I also like Robinson there. Um, so and usually you can get Robinson in a little bit lower ownership because he's not as quite as flashy as the, you know, the speedster Michael Hardman. So that's why I slightly lean to Marcus Robinson in this matchup in terms of targets. But of course, Michael Hardman is the big playability here. Um, yeah, so I mean, those are the main guys. I'm not really that interested in uh, CEH, Clyde Edwards, Elaire for Kansas City, because I don't see any reason why they have to involve him heavily. And they'll rotate in, uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell a little bit, but I'm not really interested in him. He hasn't really done much. So I don't think they really have to run the ball that much. I mean, just a little bit in the second half, run the clock out, they get a big lead. But they they might they might try to put up 50 points, like 50 real life points on the Raiders, though. And I, I'm not even I don't even know if I'm exaggerating there. They might put up close to that like a college game here. Um, so that's kind of my analysis here on the KC side. And uh, I'm assuming you're probably on the same page there. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Uh, they I mean, they've been cranking it up already anyway. Mahomes with nine touchdowns in the last two games, and now they come off a bye, like you said, with the revenge narrative. Uh, I certainly think he's going to sling it around and, and have a lot of success doing it. And it's, so it's just a challenge of figuring out how many Chiefs 
pass catchers do you get in your lineup and which ones? Uh, I love your breakdown on all those guys. Uh, I'll add that Kelsey had eight for 108 and a score against the Raiders uh, when they met the first time. And then with those running backs, I mean, no thanks for me, unless you absolutely have to on, on the showdown slate, because you look at the last three games, uh, CEH's touches, nine, nine, and eight, and Bell, six, nine, and five. So it's a low volume committee in a, a tougher matchup here on the ground. So I'm going to avoid that, focus on the uh, the Kansas City passing game. And then on the Raiders side, you have to love how they, they looked last week on the ground against Denver. Jacobs and Booker, uh, like we said in uh, one of our other shows here this weekend, combined for over 190 yards and four touchdowns. So don't you think that uh, Gruden and, and company are just going to try to feed those guys the rock as much as possible and, and keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands? Yeah, definitely. I could see Jacobs getting, obviously, the early down work. And if the game gets out of hand, which I think it will, then I could see Booker getting more work in the second half. So I think uh, Booker is kind of a sneaky play um, just because he is their primary third down slash hurry up back. And they're going to have to be doing some hurrying up if they want to try to pull another upset here. So, <laughs> yeah, so I think Booker's definitely fully in play as, as a, a value play that'll get kind of overlooked here. Um, but the game script sets up well, um, you know, so you could actually probably play both of those running backs if you wanted to, even though that sounds kind of crazy. It, it would actually set up well. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like Darren Waller. I think it's a great matchup for him against, you know, the linebacker Hitchkins or whoever they put on there for Kansas City, whoever they put on Waller. And I noticed Waller's price on the like, on DraftKings for the primetime slate is like 4800 compared to Kelsey 7700 Like that was a huge discrepancy there. Insane. Which makes yeah, so that makes Waller an incredible value, being that he can get similar production. Kelsey, you know, typically has a little bit more touchdown upside, but uh, Waller should get a ton of production. They're going to have to pass a lot, you know, in the second half and try to come back here, even though they want to run. And uh, Waller's going to be their best target and the best matchup as the uh, corners for Kansas City are actually pretty solid, even though they torched them last time. It was kind of a fluky thing. They hit them on a couple long, deep shots there. And since then, really, you know, Vegas hasn't done a whole lot. Their best wide receiver has been Nelson Aguilar. So if you're going to take a look at a wide receiver, I'd probably go back to Nelson Aguilar. Um, he's pretty cheap here. So if you want to bring someone back on the other side besides Waller or the running backs, I would say Aguilar. Henry Ruggs obviously is a DPP dart throw here. Um, he's kind of boom or bust, but he's been more bust than boom this year. He's a little bit disappointing considering all these other stud wide, rookie wide receivers that you saw come out of this draft. Henry Ruggs has been mostly disappointing this year. So that's kind of my breakdown on the Raiders here. Yeah, those wide receivers, I think they are dart throws, and they both had good games against the Raiders. In fact, it was Ruggs' best game, and Aguilar had the long touchdown as well. But I don't I don't trust either one of them. And with Waller's price where it is in the primetime slate, uh, that's the guy I'm going to use. And he had a solid game against the Chiefs last time, five catches for 48 and a touchdown. And if you look at the tight end rankings for these two teams, it's a little bit misleading because they both look like tough matchups. But then if you dig in and look at who these teams have faced, they both have faced Buffalo and New England, who don't have much in the way of tight end production. So I, I think, uh, you know, it, it uh, it's a little bit deceptive. So I am in, interested in Kelsey and Waller <clears throat> in uh, all slates 
here that involve this game. And I, I also like your approach of using Jacobs and Booker in some lineups. Uh, and so uh, both in play, and uh, I will pair them up in some lineups. But but Jacobs the main guy here for me. Great matchup. He's going to get the opportunity to, to smash value here. All right, Shane, before we get to game two, let's hear from our coach here at DFS Coach Talk, uh, describing this terrific offer uh, with our partners at BetUS. Hello, this is Coach from DFS Coach Talk. If you're looking to up your game in DFS and want to take it to the next level, and you're looking to also place some wagers on this weekend's action, I have the greatest offer for you that we have ever put forward here at DFS Coach Talk. All you need to do is go to betus.com.pa, use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no spaces, and deposit $149 for your first deposit in BetUS. With that deposit, you will receive a free membership for DFS Coach Talk from the day you sign up all the way until April 1st. So you'll get all a lot of our NBA action, the rest of the NFL season and PGA, and uh, be there for the beginning of spring training and baseball. So we would love for you to join us. And uh, also, BetUS will take that 149 and give you a 125% free play match that you can use also uh, to bet on the games. It is the best DFS provider and the best sports book in the industry. Can't miss this opportunity. We would love to have you join the DFS Coach Talk family, and we hope to see you very soon. Take advantage of this offer. We're going to definitely crush it the rest of this season, and you can do the same in BetUS. That's betus.com.pa, promo code Coach Talk, all one word. See you in there, and let's collect the money. Welcome back, and thank you, Coach, for describing that offer for our listeners. And we look forward to having you join us as members so we can give you our lineups uh, tomorrow. We've got uh, the main slate and then the primetime lineups. With the primetime slates, we give out the full cash lineup on FanDuel, GPP lineup, our coaches. Uh, we do a core uh, a core group to use in the primetime slate on DraftKings, and then our core plays for the showdown slate on DraftKings, and then uh, full lineups on FanDuel. It's a lot to keep track of, but we've got you covered on every slate. So DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, if you have any questions, you can hit us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. All right, Shane, game number two here on this primetime slate. Again, Rams at the Bucks. Two strong teams, uh, Rams coming in at six and three, Bucks at seven and three, and Tampa, they are the home favorites here by four. Over under on BetUS is 48. That has come down half a point here. And we've referenced it here early in the show. Two really strong defenses, and it's going to get even tougher for these offensive lines because Andrew Whitworth is out now for the Rams, the left tackle. And the Bucks guard Ali Marpet, he's doubtful. So um, is it going to be all defense here? Or are these uh, offenses with you know strong quarterbacks and a lot of great skill position players, they're going to be able to you know make any progress and get anything accomplished? 
Yeah, I would probably bet the under on this 48 over under here because I'm surprised that seems kind of high to me looking at the matchup. So, I mean, it's strength on strength. Both teams are are very good at, uh, you know, good at running the ball. Um, Buccaneers obviously have a great passing attack with Tom Brady and the, the receivers they have are ridiculous. Um, but it's strength on strength. I mean, the Rams are tough against the run. The Rams have two of the best outside cornerbacks uh, to shut down opposing wide receivers. So they really match up well against Antonio Brown and Mike in uh, 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 Antonio Brown and Mike Evans on the outside because you got Jalen Ramsey and Darius Williams, who is uh, plays with Jalen Ramsey. You don't hear much about him, but he's also Pro Bowl caliber shutdown corner on the outside. Um, so I think a few things that we can look at that are fairly obvious here that we would have to try to expose. We would probably look at Cooper cup in the slot for the LA Rams um, just because there's not a lot of uh, really good matchups. He would go up against in the slot against uh, Sean Murphy, but uh, Murphy bunting for Tampa Bay. And that looks like one of the better matchups out there. Um, so you could take a look at the Cooper cup here. He's a, he looks like a really good play. Um, also on the Rams side, like I said, I don't really love the other, uh, the, I don't really love their their other wide receivers as well because the outside corners for Tampa Bay are also very physical and very tough on coverage. They make it hard on you. Um, and I think you could take a look at their running backs, but trying to figure out which guy they're going to have on the committee, uh, whether it's going to be Henderson, uh, Malcolm Brown, uh, you know, Cam Akers, the rookie. Um, but yeah, if I had to guess on one this week, because it is sort of a guessing game, I would say... I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be a Henderson week. You know, he's probably been their best overall running back and he hasn't had a lot of carries lately. So I could see Henderson probably getting the most carries here. Um, so I don't know what they're trying to do with Cam Akers. I think he's a fairly talented running back, but he's kind of been in the, in the doghouse there. So there are reports that he's supposed to have a bigger role this, this week. So, uh, so Cam Akers, if you want to get, uh, take a flyer on him, he's another guy you can play. I don't think Malcolm Brown's going to have another big game. You know, he's he sometimes gets the red zone work, but I don't really like Malcolm Brown as as, as much. He's coming off that game. He had two rushing touchdowns, but I think that was kind of fluky. Um, so, yeah, I would focus mostly on Cam Akers and Henderson at the running back position, but it, it doesn't look good because, again, it's a tough matchup and they're, it's a full committee. Uh, and then on the Tampa Bay side, everyone saw what Ronald Jones did uh, last week with that huge was a 98 yard run, I believe. So he had a monster game, but that was against Carolina. You know, he wasn't facing <laughs> I would say Aaron Donald and his and his big guys up front there. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a tough matchup. But I, I like the Tampa Bay run blocking and I like Ronald Jones in general. I think when he gets the ball, uh, he is explosive and he's powerful at the same time. Uh, so. You know, he's probably the closest thing I've seen, uh, you know, because he's a little bit bigger now, closest thing in terms of a, a bigger guy, kind of like Derrick Henry, where he can still hit the big run. You know, nothing quite like Derrick Henry, but I would just say he reminds me a little bit of him the way he runs because he is pretty physical. Um, yeah, so I think you can go back to Ronald Jones. A little bit harder to trust Leonard Fournette, but I guess you can make the argument that against this tough Rams defense, they might have to pass ball a little more to running back so that's where Leonard Fournette would get his work done uh would be able to get passing production uh there uh, but yeah pretty pretty ugly matchups but and then again we're going to look at on the Tampa Bay side the slot the slot guy here which is uh mostly Chris Godwin uh lining up in the slot against Troy Hill because you want to avoid those outside Rams receivers uh, I don't see that you're going to get a ton of production even though you have uh you know you know basically Hall of Fame caliper wide 
receivers out there with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans potentially. So yeah, I would look at Chris Chris Godwin here as a good matchup. And then you can look at Gronk as well. You can you can uh, you can get production for the tight end position against the Rams. They don't really have very good safeties or linebackers. Uh, funny thing is, we talked about that all the way back in the spring at the beginning of the summer. How we talked about based on the personnel that we like facing, uh, we like targeting tight ends tight ends against the Ram way back in like during the first shutdown. We talked about right. that. So so we're going back to our our spring. Uh, team breakdowns when we broke down the Rams you need to attack them with Gronk here uh it's a good matchup so I'm just bringing up these select guys because those are the only weaknesses that I see otherwise if you just say I want to play someone like Antonio Brown or Mike Evans because they're extremely talented and the matchup doesn't matter you can certainly make that argument or a Robert Woods type player but if you just look at the matchup the way they way they match up on paper it's going to be very difficult for those guys to hit big value and that's why this is just a defensive battle in general so Oh, so that's a long way of saying this is a defensive battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a very similar viewpoint on this game and those matchups. Cooper Cup, certainly my favorite wide receiver to look at in this matchup for the Rams. With the running backs, I mean, you described the options. I don't want to use any of them. Tampa Bay is number one against the run in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. It is a three-man committee. If I knew Akers was going to get the majority of touches and really increased workload, I would consider him. But it's really tough with three guys there. So I'd rather use one of the running backs from Tampa in this game if I was going to pick one. Uh, Like you said, Jones looked really good last week. But Rams really tough against the run. And so if if, uh, Tampa goes more to the air with the backs, then Fournette's in play. He's had 17 receptions in the last four weeks. So I like him in in PPR over Jones. He's cheaper. The one problem is Fournette hasn't scored in the last four weeks. So, you know, out of all five of these running backs, I just am not really excited about any of them. Um, If you look at the Tampa passing game, I agree. Godwin has the best matchup out of those three. Gronk is certainly in play. But, uh, you know, why not we why don't we actually look at these defenses? I, I think they're in play on all these slates. On the primetime slate on DraftKings, the Rams are only 2,500. I think that's a, a real value here. Um, yes, they're going up against Tom Brady, but you know, if you want to play Mahomes and you want to play uh, you want to play Hill, you want to play Kelsey, you got to save some some money somewhere. So that's one way you can do it. And then on the showdown slate uh, on DraftKings Monday night, you could potentially play both defenses. Uh, that, is, that can be effective strategy. It's not one that I normally use, but this is the type of game where I think it could work out. And I'll certainly have at least one defense in a lot of lineups on DraftKings in the showdown slate, uh, whereas I don't I don't often do that. But Shane, what do you think about that uh that view on the defenses. Well, on the other side of that, you noticed that we didn't mention the quarterbacks. <laughs> we didn't mention Jared Goff or the GOAT Tom Brady. Right. There's a reason for that. The defenses are that good at shutting down quarterbacks and limiting uh, opposing quarterbacks uh, in terms of fantasy production, really in, in all aspects of the game. So yeah, that's, that is a viable strategy. If you're looking at like a showdown lineup for Monday night football to play both defenses, because it's not like there's a ton of great plays here. So, yeah, you're going to have to get creative on this late. And if you are going to play one of these big-name receivers like a Mike Evans, 
then you, uh, you know, or Robert Woods, you just better hope that they they beat him on one big play or something like that, or something fluky happens, an injury. I mean, maybe they can beat these guys. I mean, you you could. I mean, if I was to bet on talent, you know, it'd probably be Mike Evans. But again, he's going to be going up against uh, his outside corners that are really good. Um, so it is. It, it's just a difficult matchup here. And uh, yeah, these are guys that uh, they're going to be among the best in terms of uh, you know fantasy uh, fantasy points per game. What they give up. I mean, the Rams on average, give up like a little over 14 fantasy points per game uh, to quarterbacks, okay, <laughs> which is really crazy. And then uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's like about 16 and a half fantasy points per game to quarterbacks, you know. So they don't give up much production here. So, in yeah, Jer- Jared Goff against Tampa Bay doesn't look like a good matchup. And Tom Brady doesn't match up particularly well with that pressure right up the middle from Aaron Donald, who's probably arguably one of the best, you know, pressure inside defensive tackles in the history of the game. Tom Brady, when you get him off his spot and cause pressure up the middle, he does not do well. Um, he's he's obviously not mobile. So this the, the, the way uh, the Rams rush in the fact that they're like second in the league, they're tied second in the league for most sacks. They put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. It doesn't match up well for Tom Brady here. So that's why we're not really high on him. So, I mean, if you have to play him in a showdown, you have to just because he might score a lot more points than some of these guys. But it just doesn't look good. That's all. Yeah, he does not like pressure up the middle at this stage of his career. And, I mean, we saw what the Rams just did to Russell Wilson, really frustrating him. And, yep. you know, he's as mobile as they get. So it, it is going to be a tough night for those quarterbacks, I think. So a yep. couple of things before we wrap up here. Again, with membership, we'd love to have you. So go to betus.com.pa for your first deposit, 149. Use the promo code COACHTALK, and then we'll get you in for our lineups for the main slate, and then these primetime lineups, all the different slates, we'll have you covered there. Um, social media, you can follow Shane at DET Sports Shane. He's already getting ready for the Thanksgiving slate with his Lions. Uh, of course, a staple on that slate is one of the terrific traditions of the NFL. Uh, so I'm already looking forward to our Thanksgiving show. We'll have that up for you probably by Wednesday, um, early in the day, I would I would say. So Uh, We'll have a preview there of the three-game slate on Thursday. And uh, on YouTube, uh, Shane, you want to tell folks about what we're hoping for with YouTube? Yeah, if you could give us a a subscribe on YouTube. Uh, You know, we keep this in front of the paywall. We want to be able to keep doing all this research and giving all this free information out and free videos. So definitely subscribe and support us on YouTube as we're one of the newer DFS, uh, you know, companies out here. We started in 2020. Um, but yeah, we're working hard, providing a lot of good information and, uh, you know, so definitely like, and subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate the support there. Absolutely. And like I said, you can find Shane at DET sports, Shane, you can find me at language Olympic. The coach is available at J O E S A R V A D I. And one more thank you to our wonderful partners at betus.com.pa. So that's going to wrap it up here for the primetime show. Uh, we, sh- we certainly appreciate you tuning in with us. And do tune in again on Wednesday as we preview that three-game slate on Thursday. So that'll do it for tonight. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on Wednesday as we look to crush it in DFS.